0: Welcome to Breitbart News Daily. Thanks for being here. We're going to keep it simple here. Here's the opening segment of the show this morning. morning Trump won New Hampshire last night by 11.4 percent just waking up this morning missed the results last night 11.4 percent and that's about right There was that poll that the the drudge report was pushing they had him up by two and some polls had him up by 15 so yeah, added a few points of the uh for the for the saboteurs who we'll talk about in a little bit the, the democrats voting for nikki as a protest vote and you settle in around 11 12 percent i think that's right double digit win that's what matters um so don't hesitate at all with this it's a hundred percent over a hundred percent there's no there's zero chance a zero that nikki haley can pull it out in the end so we'll, we'll do the math here in a little bit as well um trump's speech was fun last night so i want to play a couple minutes of the opening here i don't know if the networks covered it i know they didn't cover it uh they they didn't do his speech in iowa at all they got a lot of heat for that we play we did our live coverage last night on the first tv of course and we played the whole thing because it's great um and the first i just want to play the first few minutes here and i was hesitant like should i start from the very beginning or start like a minute in but him walking in the microphone is actually pretty funny too So uh, here's like the first three or four minutes of Trump's speech last night. Hold on. I I always double the speed with things. (laughs) Here it is. Well, I want to thank everybody. This is a
1: fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. three. Three. We win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals we've won it and it's a very very special place to me it's very important if you remember in 2016 we came here and we needed that winner we won by 21 points and it was great and uh, today i have to tell you it was very interesting because i said wow what a great victory but then somebody ran up to the stage all dressed up nicely when it was at seven but now i just walked up and it's at 14 but she ran up
0: when it was seven all right real quick. the reason she did that is because she knew the results were gonna get worse and worse for her so it's actually a pretty smart political move for her to get up quick while she was only down by <laughs> by six or seven because uh, the late, the longer she waited the worse it was going to be for her so, so smart political move although she said maybe we could play a little bit of her later too she said uh what was the line like this is just the beginning or or, or oh no one line was we got almost half the vote Nikki, almost half the vote. First of all, I got 43%. I, I, I Maybe that's almost half, but there's only two of you. That's the problem. Like if there were six of you and you got almost half the vote, now we're talking, but there's just two. That's, you lost, you lost. But she said, we got we got more of the campaign to comes. So, ooh, I know you really don't, but anyway.
1: And you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up, and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win, she lost. And you know, last, last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around, I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls, she was talking about most winnability, who's going to win, and I had one put up, I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against Crooked Joe Biden, almost every poll, and she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those, this is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night and you uh, you have the you have the very the now very unpopular governor of this state this guy he's got to be on something i've never seen anybody with energy he's like uh, hopscotch and uh, you know I'm, I'm watching this guy and two weeks ago I said we're going to win we're going to win in the last we're going to win about three days ago so i saying, well we want to do well that's a big difference But I walked out just now, we're 14 points up, and I don't know what it's going to be, but when she was up here, it was like six or seven, and you know, with like 7% of the vote counted. Now, let let me just tell you, we uh, we had an unbelievable week last week in Iowa. We set a record. It was the best in the history of the caucus, in the history. And uh, I remember I sort of had the same feeling. I'm up and I'm watching, and I said, she's taking a victory lap. And we, we beat her so badly, she was... But Ron beat her also. You know, Ron came in second and he left. She came in third and she's still hanging around. The other thing, she only got 25% of the Republican votes. I don't know if you saw that. Tremendous numbers of independents came out because in this state, because you have a governor that doesn't frankly know what the hell he's doing. In this state, in the Republican primary, they accept Democrats to vote. In fact, I think they had 4,000 Democrats Democrats before October 6th. They already voted. Now, they're only voting because they want to make me look as bad as possible. Because if you remember, we won in 2016. And if you really remember, and if you want to play it straight, we also won in 2020 <laughs> by more. And we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016.
0: So this is the first time a non-incumbent Republican won both the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary. These states are so different; they always flip around. Like Ted Cruz won Iowa, and John Kasich won, or whatever. whatever. Like it's always flipped. I guess Kasich got second, but whatever. Um, Trump didn't win. I. But is, is Trump a non-incumbent? You know, it's, it's, all, it's all different this year. Uh, that reference to Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, we shared this a couple days ago, that a few weeks ago, actually at the beginning of the month, he said, uh, I think she wins here in New Hampshire. In last December, it was, oh, it's an absolute win. She's going to win in a landslide. That's not an exaggeration. And then Sununu, the governor, uh, a couple days ago, this, last week on Saturday, says, we always wanted to have a strong second. <laughs> like uh, that's a changing of expectation. Remember, we talk about which poll to believe—the one where she's, uh, like, it's like oh, within striking distance, or the one where she's down by seventeen. It's like, oh, we'll believe the one where she's down by seventeen because the governor does. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to say about that. Ba-ba-ba. I forget. Let's play one more clip here. This is, um, Vivek. So Vivek's gonna have some role in
1: the White House, right? Find the stairs off a stage. Who can't? But, Vivek, one minute or less. Go do it, Vivek.
2: (laughs) What we saw tonight is America first defeating America last. That's what we saw tonight. If you want America last, you can go to Joe Biden. You got another candidate still apparently in the Republican primary cut your social security to fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house, go to Nikki Haley. But you know who delivered a double-digit victory tonight, it is a double-digit victory as of right now, is this man, Donald J. Trump, the leader of America First. And that means something. Now, USA and Donald Trump, America First. Now I got I got 30 seconds left, I want to make this point here, okay? We gotta say this, we gotta say this right. What we see right now with her continuing in this race is the ugly underbelly of American politics. Where the mega donors are trying to do one thing when we the people say another. And it's up to us to we the people to at long last say, hell no, we the people create a government that is accountable to us. And we the people have said tonight we want again, as we did in Iowa, Donald J. Trump. And so you want to actually speak truth. That's the truth tonight and the only thing they're rooting for is an ugly thing that we don't want to see happen that's what these people are rooting for is playing to say long enough so the reed hoffmans and the ugly democratic george soros juniors who are funding the lawsuits against trump can prop up their puppet we say no to that vision i say the general election begins tonight and this man will win it in a landslide god bless you donald j trump
1: vote trump usa Very nice. Wasn't that nice? (laughs)
0: So (laughs) That's really why I wanted to play the Vivek thing mostly for that. That's nice. That's good. Vivek and him also have a funny uh, body language interaction every time he speaks for Trump. Because Trump, you know, walks up and uh, Vivek does like a very millennial, like sweeping, big high five. Like comes around, up and around with his high five, like a slamming handshake and Trump goes straight in for the hand. So it's always a funny, and then Vivek pulls himself in. I remember 2016, we did a lot of handshake analysis on my radio show, so (laughs) I don't know know how much we'll do this to go around, but uh, there's a a lot to be learned there. All right, so uh, that's all the speeches from last night, pretty much. Tim Scott was there, um, which is noteworthy. We'll talk about that in a second too, but uh, Nikki Haley went up there and talked about how it was, what a great night it was. So here's my main question for this morning. We talked to Matt Boyle coming up uh, in an hour. It's over, 100%. Why is she continuing on? Why continue on? We talked to Emma Joe last night on the TV coverage. By the way, we simulcast the show, starting in the second hour of the show on the first TV. So Emma Joe joined us on the TV last night with our live election coverage, and she made the argument that Nikki wants to stick around for as long as possible to sort of hang around in the case that Trump gets thrown in prison and we're all scrambling around looking for the the next person in line. Like who, ah, Trump's out. Who's next? Uh, Nikki. That's it. What we got. Okay. I guess we got Nikki. That's the best argument I can think of. And it's has no basis in reality at all. Because that's not a thing that could ever happen. So there's a couple of reasons. First of all, of all the criminal trials for Donald Trump, none of them will have a conviction at the earliest until the end of the year. Criminal trials take a long time. I don't care how much you fast track them. None of those are going to happen uh, until uh, the very, very earliest, the end of the year, which would be by the time we vote. Even if he was convicted to or, or uh, sentenced to uh, 700 years of prison or whatever, it is, you can still run for president. So in the off chance that there's a, a conviction by the end of the year, which even that is unlikely, but in the off chance that there is, you, he's still in, he's still in the race, he's not out of the race yet. So there's, there's no scenario in which even a jailed President Trump where we are, we're scrambling like, ah, oh, who's next in line? But that, it doesn't even matter about the end of the year because the convention is in July. So even, if, <laughs> even in the off chance that there's some sort of conviction before the end of the year, like before we vote or something, even that doesn't make a difference because 0% chance that there's a conviction before the end of uh, J- or before July where the convention is. And even if there were <laughs> any the 0.0% chance, you, could, we, you would still vote for him and everyone would vote for him and people would vote for him even more if he we were in jail. At that time so that are that that explanation for why nikki's still in the race that might be the best explanation or maybe maybe that's what she's thinking but it's based off zero reality it's also just an ego trip i guess right and maybe she gets more money you know lines her pockets with uh um, speaking gigs uh, who knows right but she's gone now i don't care about nikki haley Herself. I never cared about Nikki Haley. We never talked a lot about Nikki Haley. I just don't. I don't care about Nikki, Nikki Haley. Is so like 2004. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, I don't know. We're not going to do it today. Tomorrow, I plan on doing the Afghanistan papers. Oh, I got so many emails yesterday from people being like, "Oh, Slater, can you?" Uh, I, I remember hearing a little bit about it, or I've never heard of it. I think it's worth a rehash. Can we do it? Now? Oh, yes, I'd, I'd be happy to. So tomorrow, unless there's some breaking news, we'll do uh, the the Afghanistan papers. Nikki Haley is all about that. Like Nikki Haley, when when we talk about the Afghanistan papers, we're talking about Nikki Haley. So she's old school. She's gone. She's in the dust. Don't care about her. What I care about are the Nikki Haley voters. Because they're still very much around. They're still very much here. So what is your message to the Nikki Haley voter? The real Nikki Haley voter, not not the Democrats switching sides, but the real Nikki Haley voter, the one the person who should be voting for Trump, as a conservative, as a Republican. What do you what do you say to them now? To get them to come home. Eight six six nine five Patriot eight six six nine five. I mean that genuinely. Like like you're you're face to face with one. Like you're you're looking at what you're talking to one right now. It could be your your aunt. It's probably a woman. So it could be your aunt, it could be your wife. What do you say to this person to say, hey, I know Trump's mean? <laughs> we spent an hour on that yesterday in the eight o'clock hour, by the way. My rebuttal to the Trump's mean argument, but what do you say to that person to get them to come over? Uh eight six six nine five Patriot. Couple of that, let me just get some last second thoughts here that maybe we can reference again later. The Nevada caucus is February 8th. It's really weird in Nevada. Maybe we can get the Nevada chairman on to explain this, just because I'm curious, but there, there's both. There's a primary and a caucus. Nikki Haley's on the primary ballot, but that's not a real thing or something. Like that doesn't count, <laughs> so I don't know why they have it. There is a caucus, but she's not on the, ch- it, I, she's either not on the, ca- like a choice for the caucus, or she's just has zero ground game and you need a ground game to have to win a caucus. So like, there's no chance to win it. I don't really know. That's like not a thing for her next week in Nevada or two weeks. Uh, and then also coming up is um, Puerto Rico. No, uh, not Puerto Rico, uh, Virgin Islands, the, the, uh, the all the all important Virgin Islands. And I guess she did a conference call with the Virgin Islands yesterday. So she may do well in the Virgin Islands, But the next big one is South Carolina. The lieutenant governor, excuse me, the current governor, who was lieutenant governor when she was governor, has endorsed Donald Trump. Ouch. Tim Scott, the current senator, who was appointed by Nikki Haley when she was governor, has endorsed Donald Trump. (laughs) Double ouch. And then uh, Lindsey Graham has endorsed. So both senators. The, the the governor who was lieutenant governor geez and she's going to get crushed in new hampshire and that's the next big stop but like so, like today wasn't i mean listen you win by 12 that's i guess but in normal politics that's a crushing but the latest polling average out of south carolina has her down by 37 like that's that's embarrassing anywhere let alone your home state like that's got to be the final blow you can't There's no way you... You can spin your way out of New Hampshire, I guess. You'd be like, we almost got 50% of the vote. Good night, everybody. And you leave or something. You can't spin your way out of... We lost by 37 in my home state. I don't know. She lost Iowa by 32. So maybe. Maybe she can. That'll be fun. But then she'll go to Super Tuesday and get blown out even more. So at a certain point, Nikki, you're just... You're just doing a Chris Christie, right? Where you're you're just there to take pot shots at Trump and help the Democrats. At the end of the day, so one of the big questions is how much of the vote last night were people uh, was the, was the primary infiltrated by Democrats? So there's two weird variables, and we'll, we'll just do this quick, and then we'll move on from from this because New Hampshire's in the rearview mirror now, but. Uh, two weird things in New Hampshire. The first is if you're an undeclared voter, you know this by now, 40% of the electorate is undeclared. So you can walk up and you can vote for either party. You can vote for the primary, the Democrats or the Republicans. So the question is, well, how many Democrats, like actual like Joe Biden voters, uh, decided to vote for the Republican primary and vote for Nikki Haley, just to stick it to Trump. So CNN's walking around, you know, talking to people. And I got two of them. Well, one CNN, one MSNBC last night. So I don't know, the fact that they're, I don't know how many people they talk to, 10 people, I don't And the fact that one of them were one of those people, I mean, that goes to show you, that's, I don't know how scientific that poll is, but thats it's something. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley?
3: Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump. Do you consider yourself
2: generally independent, Republican, or Democrat?
3: Uh, Democrat.
2: So when you undeclared you voted for Nikki Haley, if it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who
0: are you voting for? Joe Biden. <laughs> what a funny guy. Both these guys are quite the beta male, by the way, too, but he says uh, it would be better. That's interesting, it would be better. It's a
3: vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the... Uh, Elections.
0: It would be better. It would be better to have Haley versus Biden. Hmm. Why do you think? Why? What do you think it would be better? What do you mean it'd be better? I mean, there's a better likelihood that Biden wins against Nikki Haley. Is that what you mean? Is that your assessment? So there's one saboteur. Uh, Here's here's another one. I haven't heard the whole whole clip of this one. This guy.
2: There, Christian. Who
1: did you vote for, and why?
2: Yes, yeah, so thank you. I voted for Nikki Haley, and it was certainly a strategic vote. Um, I think the DNC is fairly resolute in their nomination for Joe Biden. Uh, and while I wouldn't vote for her in a general election, particularly on our differences with. Uh, Climate change solution, a woman's right to bodily autonomy or uh, incarceration rates, I think a vote for Nikki Haley helps diminish Trump's influence in the RNC and their nomination, but is also a vote towards democracy. And Christian is emblematic of so many conversations that I've had here throughout the day.
3: Rachel?
0: Alex, Christian, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's good. Emblematic of so many conversations which means you've had conversations with so many democrats (laughs) who clearly voted because that guy's just like an activist right uh so that's the one weird thing how much of that happened i don't know it doesn't really matter moving forward but uh and the other weird thing about new hampshire and i just bring this up for future reference and what other states are like this here's what it says uh if you are domiciled in a new hampshire city a town or city ward You may register to vote on election day at the polling location. That seems rather open. Domiciled? Is it domiciled? Domiciled. Right? So so like what what is the legal definition of that word? There's no minimum period of time you're required. I'm just from the Secretary of State website, New Hampshire. There's no minimum period of time you're required to have lived in the state before being allowed to register to vote, and you can register just the day of at the polling location. That's great. Oh, here's if you do not have documents with you to prove a qualification, you may prove your identity, age, citizenship, or domicile by completing an affidavit. So you just like just take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, I live here now. Do you have any proof that you live here? Nah, nah, nah. I don't. I had no proof. Okay, well that's fine. And what do you mean you live here now? I'm domiciled over at the Hampton Inn. It's where I'm. It's my new home. The Nashua Nashua uh, Motel 6. That's for the <laughs> for the weekend. But I may stay here forever. How much of that happened? Don't know. All right, 86695 Patriot. 86695 Patriot. Let's go to Ken, who's in Massachusetts, right down the street there. What's going on, Ken? How are you, Mike? Doing real good. What's on your mind?
4: Not much. Uh, I got a comment. I like to make it or a question and then I'll yeah, yeah. hang up and listen. You got it. Um, do you think for the average voter who was on the fence, uh, the Democrats have pushed maybe Donald Trump a little too much? And the average person is saying, like, when is enough enough? And now they're just aggravated and they're going to vote for him just because they've had enough. I'll hang up and listen.
0: Yeah, Ken, I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely. So that was me. Um. Uh, you know I was as, as John Nolte said, DeSantis curious, and then they knocked down the doors of Mar-a-Lago, and you're like, "Oh, well, okay, I guess we're in now." So, but I wonder how much that lawfare appeal is for the strongly Trump inclined person, which would be me, right? The uh, the the right wing extremist bigot racist xenophobe like like me. Clearly, the the lawfare has an effect on on us. Um. But I wonder how much that, that appeals to your mi- more middle of the road person. Does the fact that the deep state and, and the Democrats clearly are against him, does that appeal to the average person, your normie, as you will? I don't know. I wonder if that makes a difference at all. Or those people are scared by that. Oh. Oh. Oh, he might get he might be in jail. Oh, I can't vote for him. Ooh. Or, or they're like tricked by that. Like, oh, he must have done something wrong. Chaos always follows him. Love that line. Nikki says it a lot. Chaos always follows him. As if he's the one always causing the chaos. Not always. Uh, let's go. I hope that's an okay answer. Like, But like, no question the Democrats' attacks on Trump have backfired for them. To the point where... It's, it's so obvious that their Trump derangement syndrome has led them astray and it's backfired like briar rabbit. Like There's no question that that's happened. But to the point where like people like Ann Coulter are like, oh, they're doing that on purpose. They're, they're going over the edge as some sort of evil plot in order to, put, knowing it will help Trump, to elevate Trump because they think they have a better chance of beating Trump than they do a DeSantis or a Nikki Haley. I don't think that's true. I think I think that analysis under underestimates the the, the power of Trump derangement syndrome, that the hold that that has over someone, it takes about what takes away all rational f- functions of the brain. So I, I don't think that's true. But but yes, no question. The backfiring is true. Uh, we have Phil in South Carolina. Interesting point here. How you doing, Phil? hi
5: mike i'm wonderful how about you what the show?
0: oh you're coming up next phil you're you're the, you're next in line here you got one month till it's uh, game time in south carolina
5: that's right we're, we're we're gonna go out and vote for mr trump um mike here, here's here's the thing i think that that you asked if what we can say i don't think we can say anything i think that trump has to say it and what what mr trump needs to do he needs to strike a slightly conciliatory tone with those voters and what i mean by that he needs to be able to say, look, I understand that there's a, there are parts of my personality that, that aggravate some people out there. I'm a New York businessman, construction guy. Don't always speak political speak as well as some other people might. Probably don't really want to speak political speak really well, but I have the best interest of the country at heart. And if you can't look at my record and see that I've tried to do things that are good for the country, notwithstanding the mean tweets, then I, I I get why you don't want to vote for me, but other than that, you have to vote for me because I'm the one that's gonna gonna take this country out of the doldrums that it's in. Yeah,
0: that's really good. Yeah, that's really
5: good. It's got to come from him.
0: Do you think that, that 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 would work? Do you think that average that the Nikki Haley voter that is your neighbor? Do you think that would that would be sufficient for them to feel safe enough to vote for?
5: Because. Because we've never heard anything remotely like that from Donald Trump, I think uh, it could have an impact. Okay. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he staunchly avoids anything that sounds like he's giving an inch. You know, he, he, he and, and, you know, the things that aggravate you about him, he, he's, he's, he's over the top bombastic. You know, he, he's not always the, 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 the most adroit speaker. <laughs> but, 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 you know, he, he, he I really think that, that, that people would sense a bit of sincerity if he would come out finally and say, look, I get it. I know I aggravate you. I, I know that it's aggravating to some of you that, that are used to hearing politicians speak. I care about the country. I want the country to work. That's what I've been all about my entire life. And I, 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 I just think that, that he, he has the potential to do it, but, but I tell people this kind of stuff all the time. And they don't listen to me. I think they would only listen to him.
0: Yeah, really good. Phil, well said. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, last night he got up and he said, uh, I see this woman, she gets up in her fancy dress. Not that fancy, but <laughs> you're saying that's not quite, <laughs> that's not what you just suggested. Um, I wonder if we have some time today, I'd rather take your phone calls. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe it'll be too late by then. But uh, we, again, we talked to Emma Joe last night on the TV. And uh, I made I asked her about the mean mean tweet stuff. And she made the argument that, yeah, look at his colleagues around the world. Look at the people he's, he has to deal with. The Putins, Kim Jong-un, and all the rest. That's who we're electing him to go up against. And you can't be nice there. right? We see what nice has gotten We see what nice with the Houthis has gotten us. That was literally the play with the Houthis was let's, let's be nice to them, and then they'll be nice to us. Okay, So we see that. We see where that goes. Um, so that, that's an explainer. Right, so so will that explainer make sense for the uh, for the your nice grandma? But if you if you li- like wow, let me take a break 866 95 patriot because there is a clip I want to play here. Actually, let me take Mike real quick. Let's go to Mike in Pennsylvania, and then I want to play a clip of a grandma in New Hampshire. Because it's funny if if I do this uh, like hypothetical of uh, hey, you're talking to a Nikki Haley voter. What do you say to them? I wonder who you think of. Wh- who do you envision as the Nikki Haley voter? because that definitely is going to change how you interact with this person. So I have a Nikki Haley voter here. I want to play. They were interviewed by CNN and she's a 74 year old, sweet little lady. She's your Nana. I'm like, here's my Nana. Here's Sylvia. I don't know if that's her name, but she looks like she looks like a Sylvia. So you're a Sylvia voter for Nikki Haley. What are you going to say to little Sylvia? If, if Sylvia called in, that would be different than uh, this troll who keeps calling in right now. Who's just like a total loser. Like I have no interest in like this idiot. Right. But, you know, little Sylvia here has some concern. And I want to address Sylvia's sweet concern. And then I want to go back to her place and eat some pie with Sylvia that she made. You know? Go to Mike in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Slater.
4: Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. Thanks for calling. Hey, listen, uh, full disclosure, I'm probably leaning more towards Democrat, but I listen to you every morning. I think um, you're hilarious, and I, I love you guys' point of view, so so it's it's pretty refreshing, and uh, I'll continue to listen. But the the reason I was calling, a few callers ago, you had a guy who was saying, uh, made a statement that maybe it's pushing people in the moderate uh, more towards the right just because they keep beating up on Donald Trump, and that's all yeah. you hear about. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, like I said I'm a Democrat. The, the fact that they keep going after this guy and it's just repeatedly on news every single day, it's 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 leaning me towards like, hey man, I hope Donald Trump wins just to see these other guys just lose and cry about it. And that's <laughs> that's really all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, well real quick, I got some questions for you. Why do you say why do you lean Democrat?
4: Why do I lean Democrat? Yeah, I was you no know, I was just raised in a in a liberal household um and it's nothing personal against Donald Trump. Actually, I think the guy's hilarious. I I just lean that way. Just I guess in my head, that's that's where I am.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's so very fascinating. All all aspects of growing up, but how much your parents and how you were raised obviously affect who you are now, right? So were your parents Democrats?
4: Yeah, my parents are Democrats. My parents are pretty liberal. My whole family's pretty liberal. I live in liberal area. Um, but like I said, it's just it's just how I'm inclined to vote if i were to vote but interesting um, is it, it would okay be, uh, is, it,
0: is this a line you would say are your are your are your grandparents still with us or no
4: no unfortunately not
0: okay so would you ever say a sentence like if i voted republican my my grandpa would be spinning in his grave is that a sentence you would yeah, say
4: i'll be i'll be honest my, my family's pretty open-minded I, I doubt they would even care who i vote for wow. so um, what's the deal you don't have
0: to vote democrat <laughs> you know what i mean you can
4: can be I, your own this, man live this, your own life this, 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 well i i am my own man and i'll say this i i'm i'm slightly disappointed as to these are the two best candidates in the whole united states that we could come <laughs> up with and i'm i'm inclined not to even vote to be honest i just don't i
0: don't really uh take to either one of them yeah i don't and I, i'll accept that one <laughs> i'll accept that one more than uh more that, than vote for biden I, I mean it's it's the united states of
4: america we have the best science engineers lawyers politicians i mean and i mean that in the general sense of the united states and and this is the best we could come up with right now at this point in time it's just uh it's one of those things where it's sort of disappointing and, and kind of off-putting as far as voting
0: hey mike i appreciate the call thanks for listening man thank you very much um yeah it's a horrible job is one reason why it's an absolute horrible job if the Okay, so it's a horrible job. It's been a horrible job for a long time because, at the very least, you get what Rush Limbaugh said, and that is the public rectal exam for the whole world to see. So that's going to take out ninety-eight percent of the best people in our co- like the best people in our country, whatever that means. So like people aren't going to do that, and then uh, you um, now you'll probably go to jail if you <laughs> if you're a Republican running for president. And Trump said this last night. They'll, you'll probably go to jail. They'll they'll arrest you for something. So that's where we're at right now. Thanks for listening to Bright Bar News Daily. Of course, we got to go to. It was uh, he was on um, Bannon's show the other day. Bannon called him the the sharpest, most connected political mind in D.C. Political reporter uh, Matthew Boyle, the Breitbart News Washington bureau chief, the great Matt Boyle, Breitbart News Washington bureau chief. Matt, how we doing, sir? Doing great, Mike. How are you, sir? Really good. Wonderful to talk to you. What's your uh, what's your big overall hot take?
3: Yeah, look, uh, I would just say that uh, Trump won a blowout landslide victory in both Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, he is, for all intents and purposes, going to be the Republican nominee for president this year. Um, he's absolutely right that Nikki Haley's speech last night was total lunacy. Down here on planet Earth, uh, <laughs> Bird Brain. Uh, needs to understand that this race is over. I hope she goes home to South Carolina and does her little get-together this afternoon in Charleston, where she's supposedly going to do a rally, and comes out at that rally and ends her campaign. Uh, th- it makes zero sense that for her to continue her campaign. She has no pathway to the Republican nomination. It's very clear. She will lose South Carolina her home state by even more than she lost New Hampshire by the average poll right now.
0: The average poll right now is her. She's down by 37 points in South Carolina. Correct.
3: And so, (laughs) and she doesn't fare any better in any other state in America. So there (laughs) is no pathway to the nomination for bird brain, Nikki Haley. So hopefully she comes back to reality, back to planet earth from whatever cloud she's on where she thinks she won last night she didn't um and does the right thing because the longer she drags this out Mm. the longer it takes for republicans to formally begin the process of the general election um if she dropped out last night like she should have uh like the right thing to do then, uh, because she doesn't have a path, it would be different if she had a path. It would be different if she like won sure. New Hampshire, right? Like, you know, and then was within five in South Carolina or something, right? Like, you know, th- there is no path though. That's the problem.
0: She did say so, she got uh, but if almost she
3: dropped out. Then Trump would be able to begin the process of making what are called joint fundraising agreements. With the Republican National Committee, which is why you see Ron McDaniel, the RNC chair, is out there calling for Haley to drop out because she knows the same thing that I'm telling you, which is that Haley doesn't have a chance with the nomination anymore. So the a... only reason to run is to just be a, uh, you know, uh, flip the bird uh, to Donald Trump, right? Like, and so, um, and, to, and to basically be a Joe Biden surrogate. She's a Joe Biden surrogate at this mm-hmm. point. So the, um, she's a Democrat Joe Biden surrogate. There's, there's no other reason to continue your candidacy. So the, the fact is is that Trump will be able to begin with what are called joint fundraising agreements with uh, RNC and other party committees and state parties, and this allows the eventual Republican nominee to raise significant amounts of money, right, like for the, for the general election. The sooner they're able to do that, the more they're able to raise, and the more resources that they can put into going after Joe Biden, right? Like, so if Haley dropped out as well, Trump could be going to Pennsylvania and Michigan today. Then he's going to have to go to South Carolina, right? Like, and to to go there. So again, they're pulling Trump uh, uh, by doing what she's doing. When she has no chance, she's forcing Trump. She's helping Joe Biden. She's emerged as Joe Biden's top surrogate. Nikki Haley is now... Democrat president, Joe Biden's top surrogate for the presidency Um, and in doing what she's doing and prolonging the efforts to unify the Republican party behind president Trump. It makes zero sense. Uh, So again, I hope she reconsiders her moronic decision last night to act like she won New Hampshire when she didn't and uh, emerges in South Carolina this afternoon Back on planet Earth, not being some space cadet, uh, and does the right thing. So we'll She's, see what happens if reality says, has settled in around her or she, not. She uh, says she or, got or in the people around her. I don't know. We'll. See.
0: She says she said she got almost half the votes. Man, come on, almost half the votes. Pretty good. Well, it, 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 as far as uh, – there's a,
3: there's, a, there's a piece of uh, wisdom from a certain Will Ferrell movie that uh, where they're racing NASCARs. Um, but if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> and that's the point here in American elections. Uh, you have to win. And that's the problem. She didn't win. She lost the election. And by the way, it isn't even close in New Hampshire – as you mentioned there at the top, it's double digits. It's eleven points. There's like ninety-one percent reporting. I tricked again this morning right before I hit. Uh, it was around eighty-something percent last night when I went to bed. Uh, it, <laughs> she was down eleven points then too. Like it, it hasn't changed. It's not going to change. She's going to. The final result here is a double-digit blowout victory for President Trump. So that's the other big story here. Is Good for president trump like i mean this is a pretty amazing outcome it's historic in record setting for him um he uh is the first republican who's not the incumbent president to as you mentioned there win both the iowa caucuses and the new hampshire primaries i believe he won both with record-setting numbers um he's he's on his way to set a number of records over the course of this primary. Uh, and uh, and he is headed to. I believe turnout was the highest it's been in a long time uh, in the New Hampshire primary too. I, I think I've seen some stuff about that. Uh, I, I think even the New York Times says that Trump electrifies the electorate. Right? Like so. The the fact is is that Donald Trump is has all the swagger headed into this general election. And uh, the you know it's time to unify the Republican Party and get focused on that. Um, and I think that he has a real good chance uh, of defeating Joe Biden. I would call Donald Trump the front runner for the presidency right now in America for any of any candidate of any party. And that means he's leading Joe Biden. That means he's leading any of the third party candidates, uh, and he's certainly leading the the nonsensical Mickey Haley. So. Um, yeah, so if, my hope is Nikki does the right thing and, and gets yeah, out of the way here.
0: Whenever one talks about Nikki Haley, of course, the donors always pop up. So any rational donor, that money would dry up. There's no viable path. It's, it's over. There's no zero, zero chance. We talked earlier about the waiting in the wings theory that if Trump gets mm-hmm. thrown in the pokey, then she, she'll she be the one like standing there, but that will not happen. There will be no criminal decision before the end of the year at the earliest and even then from the, from the slammer, he could still run for president. So that, that doesn't even make sense. So anyway, no rational donor would continue to get money, but there are, also, there, but there are donors that maybe would get for other reasons. And does she have there a big Democrats enough ego
3: name to Nikki Haley's campaign? Right? So this guy named Reed Hoffman, mm-hmm. who's a big Democrat. He's a founder of LinkedIn or something like a uh, uh, big, t- big Silicon Valley, big tech leftist donor. Uh, has been donating to Nikki, and the reason why he's going to continue doing it is because he knows what I just told you. She's now Joe Biden's top surrogate on the campaign trail, right? Like because all she's going to do is to go out there and attack Trump as much as possible and try to stop Trump, hurt Trump for the general election. That's why the Democrats continue to back her. That's why Democrats are voting for her last night in New Hampshire. Right? Like I've seen, I saw multiple videos of reporters talking to people at polling places. Uh, who are Democrats, who say, I will not vote for Nikki Haley in a general election. I am a Democrat. I did it to, to hurt Trump. Yeah, That's the point. Yeah. So, by the way, <laughs> th- there are f- apparently like 4,000 people who changed their registration back in October in New Hampshire uh, uh, from Democrat to undeclared, and it's what they call it in New Hampshire. And um, uh, those people vote... Uh, uh, 70% of Nikki Haley voters last night were these undeclared people, right? Like, so that's, that's technically independence, right? Like de- basically the Democrats left the, the Democrat party and registers undeclared. I guarantee you all 4,000 of those people voted for Nikki Haley last night. Sure. Democrats who deliberately did that with the intent to vote for her, uh, to hurt Trump, right? Like, so Take 7% off her total. Take another 5% off her total uh, from the New Hampshire results of the other undeclared, who are Democrat-leaning independents who didn't like formally go through the process of changing her, uh, their registration. She probably lost by 20 points, of maybe more than that, maybe 30 or 40 points among Republican voters, right? Yeah, Donald Trump right. won 70% of actual Republicans who voted in New Hampshire's primary last night. By the way, we need to close these primaries, right? Like, this whole nonsense—Trump's been talking about this for a long time— this whole nonsense of having, uh, quote-unquote, undeclareds or independents or whatever, or crossover votes, Democrats uh, voting in Republican primary. It's nonsense, right? Republicans should select who the Republican nominee is, and Democrats should select who their nominees are going to be. Yeah,
1: right? right. Like,
3: it's just— no, it's nonsense to have this crossover stuff. But the the fact is, is that um, uh, t- Trump is uh, the front runner for the presidency. There's no doubt about it. Um, I would call him the presumptive nominee, certainly when Nikki does drop out, which I don't think Nikki's going to even make it to South Carolina, by the way. Yeah, so, the, But the money the, on, on the on the Republican side of her donors – so last night I saw an interesting statement from Americans for Prosperity. This is like the, the Koch-funded group that's backing her. Uh, they came out and said that uh, they congratulated her on her performance and blah, 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 right? Like they, these, this group is spending tens of millions of dollars to try to help her, right, like uh, wasting money. Uh, but anyway, they come out and said – they admit in the, in the statement that while they're, they say they're standing with her, they say it's an uphill – battle, I think is the words they use, they used uphill battle. Uh, and then they said uh, that it's even steeper in South Carolina than it was in New Hampshire. So, okay. Mm-hmm. She just lost by double digits in New Hampshire. So you're telling me she's going to lose by triple digits in South <laughs> Carolina.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Like, and they know it, right. Like, so at a certain point the the, the, the smart money around her that are, that are actually republicans are going to have to call it right okay. like they're so let's going to have to away. say all right we're not writing checks anymore. of
0: course so let's move away from nikki haley because i never cared about nikki haley uh and, and now i care about her even less but what i do care about is the nikki haley voter that person we can talk about the donors and their corruption or whatever but who's that person mm-hmm. and what is donald trump to do to try to get that nikki haley, that real nikki haley voter like the actual moderate you know good person who's just like, oh, I like Nikki because Trump's mean or whatever. How does Trump get that person to vote for him in the general?
3: Yeah, look, I mean, I think that when the conversation shifts to the general election, those people naturally easily come back to President Trump. Like, okay. So there, the, I recommend you watch. There was a really interesting thing. Uh, so I I, I, I don't like to watch Fox News on election night because I think Fox tends to be like, it, 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 just too rah, rah, rah establishment Republican, right? Like, so I watched the other side, right? Like, so I watched CNN last night for most of the night. And they had a really interesting thing where they had a reporter. So while they were, were going through the New Hampshire results, they had a uh, focus group of a panel down of voters down in Charleston, South Carolina. or So or I think it was right outside of Charleston, right? It was Mount Pleasant. Uh, very very nice community there right like and it was like 10 or 11 people or 12 people or something on this panel right two rows of them uh, and this guy is going around and interviewing different ones like and the you know a bunch of them there trump supporters uh, some of them are undecided then there's a couple of nikki Haley voters in the panel right like these people naturally are going to vote for donald trump right like when it comes around right like if you listen to what they were saying right they just don't they just like nikki because she was their governor and you know, so on and so forth, or they they want to see people talk about issues and whatever. But uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, when they're all asked uh, if if even if Donald Trump's convicted, would you still vote for him? And all of them said yes, except one guy, one of the Nikki Haley voters, one of the two of them on the panel. And then he says, "But it all depends on if it goes through all the appeals and stuff first, right?" Like he's like, "It, it depends." You know, do you need to see the whole appeals thing go through first? And if he hasn't gone through all that, then i still vote for him. Okay. So yeah. like, the point here is that I think that they're natural Republicans. They're looking at the failures of the Biden presidency. It's just for whatever reason, they might like stylistically Nikki a little bit more over Trump right now. So this doesn't make much sense to continue down this road. But okay. I do think That's... that these voters come around very quickly behind okay. President That's good. Trump that... because he's the answer.
0: Okay, that's and that's that would be the concern is that that doesn't happen. But I'm, I'm, if you think it does, um, that makes that's a relief. Um, I think they do.
3: I, I think it. I think that Trump quickly unifies the Republican Party here so as okay. it's, this it's all over.
0: Okay. Um, what about and this this, this a two, two we go two different directions. Uh, the I didn't see the exit polls, but I'm sure it's among college educated seventy percent voted for Nikki Haley, and among those uh, low IQ truck drivers who didn't graduate college. Uh, 70 percent voted for Trump. I'm sure it's something like that. So big picture, long term, what is the Republican Party to do to speak to the true working class of this country? But then also, what is Donald Trump to do to speak to the college educated white women, essentially, (laughs) to get them on board?
3: Yeah, I don't know if it's that profound in the exit polls that, you know, it's as high as that. Uh, I I, I do think that among Republicans in that crew that I think Trump does a little bit better than that. Um, But uh, the fact is, is that, look, you've gotten a week out there that is out of touch with the average person. And Trump is the voice of that forgotten guy in the working class. uh, And they feel like he's their champion. Uh, and so I, I think that if uh, both sides do a little bit less preaching and they do a little bit more listening to each other and a little bit more working with each other, uh, then, you know, you might be able to unify those two sides of the electorate. But at, at the same time, uh, I, I don't think that that divide is as strong as you kind of laid it out there. Uh, and Trump has actually been doing pretty well with some of those folks. Um, DeSantis, ironically, was supposed to win those folks in, like, Iowa and whatnot, and I don't think he did so hot with them, which is why I think he called it a little bit early. Um, but, uh, the the yeah, I, I, I don't see as much of a divide there uh, okay. as some people are talking about. I think that Trump, when you, when you get down to it, and it's a partisan election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, Trump is going to turn out a bunch of people. And I think he brings in a whole ton of new voters to the Republican Party, right? Like those working class people, those union workers. And um, I, I, I think that that Republicans could learn a lot from him uh, in terms of the way he talks about trade, the way he talks about the economy, the way he talks about immigration, um, especially immigration. Uh and uh they need to follow suit. They need to stop doing nonsense like Mitch McConnell's doing in the Senate right now, trying to cook up an amnesty bill.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Uh Matt Boyle, the uh Breitbarts News Washington bureau chief. No one's better at all this and, and seeing what's happening. Oh, I gotta ask you about the VP. Uh any do you have any insight uh or or what you think he should do for V P.
3: I have no idea how that's going to shake out. We'll see. I I don't think it makes that much of a difference in the general election. The one thing I would say is I don't think Birdbrain has a shot at it. I don't think Nikki's going to get it. I think that she disqualified herself from that last night with that out-of-touch reality space cadet speech. But anyway, uh, I don't think she gets it. But I think that there's plenty of great people out there in the Republican Party. Yeah,
0: and any would anyone – would is there anyone – I agree with that. And it won't make a difference. Like He could literally just do like Doug Burgum because <laughs> you know, he's big on the uh, central casting. Like that's like the Mike Pence move and Doug. I, Burgum. Look,
3: I've heard great things about Doug Burgum. I've heard great things about him in recent days. I think JD Vance is in the mix. I think Tim Scott's in the mix. I think Vivek Ramaswamy's in the mix. I think, um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different other ones out there too. Like, so there's ones that I'm forgetting at least the phonics out there, Marsha Blackburn. I've heard, um, the, uh, the Chrissy Nome, right? Like, so I, I, and, and then to whoever I'm forgetting to mention during this like list of things, there are all sorts of great ones out there. I'm sorry if I forgot to mention you. But the fact is is that there's great the, the the Republicans have an abundance of riches right now. And that's a good thing. So you don't need to settle President Trump. Pick the right person for the right reasons. That would be my advice.
0: Yes. Yeah, Donalds, earlier.
3: right? So
0: someone yeah. someone called in earlier and said it should be a black person.
3: Whoever it is, if President Trump picks them for the right reasons, so do. Yeah.
0: Matt Boyle, Bright Bar News, Washington Bureau Chief. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Yep. You, th- you bet. Thanks, Mike. No one's better.
1: I'm American
0: goodness we have a lot to do tomorrow of course dr sebastian gorka will be here uh we gotta go over that brett stevens article uh about why he's doing his best to understand why people support trump and he's pretty close to some things but then he calls trump and trump supporters pessimists and it's like oh that's way off uh we also have we're not pessimists at all we're realists we lament and we're uh optimists ready to fight so they're very very different than pessimism so we'll, we'll go into deep detail on that um, and then we also got to do the Afghanistan papers, as promised this week. We, we will do that. Uh, extremely important that we're all on the same page with that moving forward. Mike Slater, Breitbart News Daily. Spread the word.